Welcome to the Mantelli Podcast. We have got today Liam Harrison. We've um, got him on after about a month's work of back and forth. Back yeah. and forth. He's been busy. He's been coming out of fights. He's, I've been at my sister's graduation. He's been in Thailand. We've finally got him on the podcast chair now. I've got Chris O'Connor here with me. What do we talk about, Chris? Yeah, super good chat, man. He was uh, just another super interesting guy. His mindset. Um, we talked a lot about that, the mental side of his game, mindset, fights that stood out. Um, talks, he talks brilliantly about his work with his mind coach, Vinish Orman, yeah. which, which is awesome for this podcast. He spoke about the hypnotherapy he's had, he spoke... Wim Hof as well. About Wim Hof, yeah. Big, Wim Hof. big shout out to Wim Hof. And also how his eyes were opened really as a 16-year-old going over to Thailand and working in the gyms there. Um, which brought him onto this this fledgling career that he's had in Muay Thai. He's 33 now. He's considered to be the best British fighter um, that we've, we, ever that produced, we've had. Yeah. Genuine living legend in, in, uh, in, in Muay Thai. Thai and- so it's, it's incredible. It's a good chat. Talks about all the stuff that's helped him along the way. So without further ado, here's our chat with Liam Harrison. We finally got you on, mate. We finally I know, got it on. took a while, but we're it's here. It took a while, it took a while. I, um, me and Chris were talking earlier a little bit. I thought I'd start by asking how you are, but then I thought I'd um, ask who the fucking hell this Nongo guy is. Who uh, is this Nongo you've been tweeting about? Mate, oh my God. He's, um, basically, he's been one of the best fighters in Thailand for the last 10, 12 years. Like literally pound for pound, best on planet, him and a guy called Sanchai. And um, he retired a while ago, but he's just come back this year and he's gone from fighting Muay Thai in the eight ounce gloves to fighting Muay Thai in the four ounce MMA gloves. And he's just been absolutely just wiping the floor with everyone. I mean, yeah. he, he fought at the weekend against uh, Medi who was a world-class fighter. I fought him. Um, he was a world champion and I fought him and I took his world title off him a while, about three years ago. But this guy's world-class. He's been world-level for many years and he just absolutely <laughs> annihilated him. It was pretty scary what he did to him. And I he's watched done, that one, actually. Like, yeah, he just absolutely destroyed him. Like, second round, he basically won it. And then he just kind of, like, let him survive. Yeah, yeah, he did, <laughs> really. Let him to the end. And yeah. Then, but, it, was, um, it was scary to watch, man. Yeah, and like... he's been doing that to everyone recently. And the thing is, he's in my weight division and I've just signed for the same fight organisation with him. To be honest, he was only a joke that he was. Yeah, I said yeah, it in yeah. jest. Yeah. I'm looking forward if I do have to fight yeah, him yeah. because that will be literally saying I'm in there with the best fighter on the planet at the minute. So yeah. it will be, it'll be exciting if I fight him. But I know I'm going to have to be like on top of my game yeah, for, if that does happen. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen him, just uh, YouTube it, man. It's uh, yeah, non, non- scary. Non-o-y. It's called. And the tweet we referenced <laughs> said something like that. You change your name to Fernando. <laughs> Getting plastic surgery, yeah. moving to Fiji and it, working right? as a bartender or something. <laughs> He's planned it. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. yeah. That's class then. So, so what's been going on with you lately then? What's, um, what's the latest for you? I've been injured recently. I've had quite a bad hand injury. Um, I'm just recovering from that. I was meant to fight on Saturday. I was meant to defend my world title on Saturday and uh, the Yokao show over in Bolton. I'm a regular on there. I've fought on there every year for like the last four or five years. And um, I won the world, Yokao world title, which is quite a, a decent world title to hold about three years ago now. And I've defended it f- for the last two years, but oh. this year I've missed it, obviously, for injury. Um, I'll be back defending it in March, though. But so I've just let that heal up. I've been ticking over training and I've just started like hardcore training again today. So I've just trained three times today. Um, my next fight's on 23rd of November on one championship, which is currently the biggest organisation in combat sports. Um, so I'm really excited to fight on that. It's um, like the biggest stage, best paydays. All the best fighters have been signed to it. So 
Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Is it in the Philippines, that one? This one's in the Philippines, yeah. The last show they had in the Philippines, they had 20,000 people in the stadium wow. in the crowd. Wow. I think the most I've ever fought in front of is about eight or 9,000. So it'll be almost wow. double. So to fight on that card, it's going to be something yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, special, really. And do you know who you're fighting yet? Yeah, I'm fighting a real strong uh, Thai fighter. He's called Sam Apech Fairtex Jim. Um, he's not the most technical, but he's a bit of a knockout artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm quite an heavy hitter myself. So to be honest, I think we're just going to, explode and it'll be all action so yeah, i'm looking forward to that so how long have you been fighting for now liam um i had my first pro fight when i was, was just a week before my 15th birthday um i'm 33 i was 33 last week so it's been about nearly 18 19 years now so oh. a long a long time all you've been doing eh? yeah yeah a long time i mean i dropped out of, when i got to like 15 16 i dropped out of school, uh, college and school and stuff and just went took, took it pro and then that's been it and i haven't looked back Class, class. I think we um, we're gonna jump in, mate, with a lot of a lot of the stuff um, for like your mindset and and um, and and for how you how you approach the fighting your fighting career. You know what what's gone on for you and, and how what you've overcome, but also where you're at now with it. But I think we wanted to run by just because it's so fresh um, in our minds. What do you think to the the Khabib and the McGregor situation? Like where 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 are you on that and <laughs> Well, there's a lot to the, it there's yeah. a lot to it um, especially the first of all it was a great well. performance by Khabib um, he just absolutely he annihilated him in every department really didn't he he walked through McGregor's shots even had the better him in the stand up when he dropped him that right hand in second round and no really. one saw that it, McGregor just didn't seem himself at all there were no he's usually got that snap in that left hand and he's fast and with his footwork and stuff like that he just didn't seem to have any of that for this fight I'm not sure whether that was because Khabib was so good at nullifying it mm, or yeah. just two years out of MMA or 18 months or whatever it was has took its toll on him but either way great performance by Khabib but the antics in the build up to it I know Khabib shouldn't have reacted like that really jumping out of the cage and then blaming it on saying well he said this and he did that and he insulted this Everyone mm. expects that from McGregor. You've got to carry yourself as a champion in and outside. Mm, true, the yeah. ring. That yeah. beating he gave him should have been enough to just say, there you go. And it, take, it actually took away from that, what he did after. Yeah. If he'd left it there and was the bigger man, and exactly. then he wins then every level. Exactly. Mm. But then he's given them But the thing is like, also now, you can't punish him after what McGregor did with the bus yeah, incident yeah. and stuff. Soon as he got, he, they sold a fight off back of him doing yeah. that. Yeah, they, they can't did. then punish Khabib for doing that. Do you know what I mean? You can't have one rule for one and one for the other just because he's the cash cow. Yeah, they they yeah. should just say, like, fine them, fine them both. Find yeah. them both now and then let them get both get on with it again. It made me think of uh, Paul Daly, who was a UK fighter yeah, was in UFC the, for a while ago. They banned him totally. He must be like completely like. What did he, he go? He slapped off? someone after the fight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And banned and he him got, for life. They said you'll never what? fight again. He never fought again. Never UFC. fought again. He must be thinking like, what the fuck? Is, yeah, the friend yeah. of mine is Paul yeah, as well. Really exciting fighter. Yeah, if explosive anyone, knockout artist. I'll tell you, if you haven't seen a fight before, watch him versus Nick Diaz. Yeah, it's one of the best fights fight. I've ever seen. Yeah. Like real back and forth. He's an absolute legend of like UK but yeah, MMA. They, but they banned him just for gone. slapping him after Bell. Yeah. But then they, they were having a full mass riot after yeah, Bell. Yeah, yeah. Out of the cage, in the crowd. And Mate, I could not, I honestly could not believe it when I saw it. Like, it was <laughs> like, like WWE on it, but it it's was in, ridiculous. In the yeah, real. yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, but them, them uh, Dagestanis, they don't mess about. No, they don't, mate. That's them, It's not a game to those guys, man. And I was saying to Chris before, just about an hour ago um, I seen the video I think it was yesterday I seen the video um, the when when Khabib's basically got him and he's just smashing him and he's saying let's talk let's yeah. talk let's talk now and I didn't pick that up on the night either I didn't, when I was watching it live I didn't pick it yeah, up yeah and, and McGregor's just replied business oh, it's just business he was scared yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's he what, lost the fight at that moment oh, there. without doubt he's yeah, gone he, there, got, he? he actually had his best round and then he said that but I think even his best round he knew that 
wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't calling it, causing any sort of dint in him yeah, at all. Yeah, worried. Yeah. There were no. A lot of people respect McGregor's power, but Khabib just had no respect for it whatsoever, did he? And he just walked through everything. It was yeah. weird because we watched it here, and uh, my family all Irish, right? And my mum's side are all from Dublin, same part. So I've been a McGregor fan for a while, but kind of around before the Mayweather fight, I kind of fell out of love with him. Yeah. With the whole. All his antics outside and the just money side. has got a bit side. too far, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, and like, he was such an inspiration for people when he first came on with his mindset and his hard work. And he was a really, uh, he was a martial artist. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I hope this is kind of like humbling for him. Like yeah. his mental side and his ego. Probably well. will be. He got 50 million, didn't I he? I know, probably? yeah. 50 <laughs> yeah. million for losing. He didn't, he didn't care. He's winning either yeah. way, isn't he? He was straight yeah. back on Instagram about whiskey and that. Yeah, way yeah. I'm watching him yesterday. We're at Dallas Cowboys with his whiskey, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. And the, and the, well, there's one fact that that Khabib actually dropped him. I thought that like, I, I, I didn't expect that at all. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it was so fast, that right hand as well. Because yeah. usually in the fights I've seen Khabib in the build up to this, his stand up has been. Pretty poor. Ordinary at mm, best. Yeah. Ordinary at best, aren't it? He? It's not the best at all. Mm. But for that, for him to drop him like that as well. Yeah. Fair play. I guess because you come from like, your stand-up will be a level above anyone in the UFC because it's, it's Muay Thai is the most effective kind of striking. I've worked with a lot of fighters in um, UFC, for to well with the stand-up and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a different style of striking really. But if, well, obviously when we're training, it's no takedown. So that's this is what I've done all my life yeah, for yeah. the last 19 years. They only get to do this type of stand-up maybe once or twice a week. And then when they are, they're worrying about takedowns exactly. and stuff. So the so starters are obviously when I'm sparring with them, I'm obviously a lot more experienced with him. So it is obviously a little bit easier for me. But what I've had to do with the guys I've trained is try and find that medium where we can still incorporate the power that Muay Thai has stood up and also like avoid the takedowns and stuff like that, which has been good for me as a coach. Really. It's been challenging me to try and find different ways yeah, to stop yeah. this and that. Because obviously uh, there's a lot of coaches out there saying, Muay Thai is the best stand-up. You teach it like that. You can't, you can't be that arrogant where you think this is going to be every other style of fighting. Yeah, Because yeah. in MMA, it's, there's lots of different factors, takedowns, you know, different styles of shots or different angles and stuff like that that you've got to be aware of. So yeah, it's been good for me as a coach, really. It's brought me on as a coach as, as well as working with these guys. So you've got to incorporate what's best about Muay Thai and yeah. then kind of adapt it. Adapt to what, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Because it is like always UK, European fighters, it's the wrestling element which is often lets them down. And yeah. Well, they McGregor do it in school and, over there in America yeah. and Canada and stuff, don't they? Yeah, wrestling in school, they wrestle bears, don't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In my school, we played dodgeball. Do you know what we I mean? were saying that. that <laughs> yeah. well, we were playing Pokemon. They yeah. were wrestling bears. <laughs> They're wrestling. Like, they're like, they're so. like bear walks, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking just get a bear in and wrestle that. <laughs> the only bear I saw was Paddington. Rupert. Scary enough. Different breed. Though. Yeah, different exactly. Breed. You just can't, like, you cannot replicate that kind of upbringing no, that they no. must have over there. And yeah, scary. That's why the mental side of it, right? It, is that as big a part in your sport or is it? Is it not I think as, it's a big part in any sport, yeah. But as in like, like the mental warfare, like the back and forths and um, do you get as much opportunity to kind of like, do you, do you get hit people up on Twitter and or anything like that or? Um, no, not not really. Not like sort of stuff like that. I mean, these has been quite a bit recently because the sport's got more popular. Yeah, that, yeah. That mm. has, um, it's the trash talk and stuff and all that element has come into it recently. It's been good actually. It's been, um, Brought another side to the sport and it makes it yeah, more exciting yeah. than yeah. on the fight day. It's even brought people out gambling at the fights and stuff like that. Similar to what they do in Thailand at the stadium. It's all around gambling yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, when you fight in Thailand at stadiums, gambling's illegal in Thailand. The only place you're allowed to do it is inside the two main stadiums. Oh, sorry, the three or four main stadiums in Bangkok. So, like, totally illegal everywhere else. It's all done in there. Wow. Um, and it's even brought a little bit of that element now to 
England when it's happening. So like they've been arguing and stuff on Facebook or Insta or Twitter or whatever. And then just over week, they had a gym who's put, well, all right, five grand. And other gyms going, all right, five grand for match day. He's put five, they put five. Winners just took the pot. So oh, it's made okay. it a bit more interesting yeah, yeah, when the fight, yeah. there's a fight in Thailand on the 9th of November. T- uh, 10 million baht side bet. So one gym's putting 230 grand. The other gym's putting 230 grand. The winner's wow. taking it. So wow. no, no pressure whatsoever. Yeah, no, don't need any sponsors there, do you? <laughs> wow. So two, I don't even know where all, it'll be some like Thai Mafia putting on money in for both yeah. sides and that, yeah, but whoever yeah. loses, yeah. I, won't, I won't be sticking around yeah, and telling no, you I'll be yeah. out of there. Be straight out, won't you? Yeah. Bottom of Southern Island, Costa Mui, or people. plastic <laughs> surgery in Fiji on bartender <laughs> yeah. again. That's why it's hard, isn't it? It's, um, it's funny you talk about trash talk. Like, I think that's obviously why UFC's got that big. McGregor's obviously come with, him with, with his presence and how he's talking. And, and you can see, it's funny because you see like the Americans like trying to copy it, but they're just they're not not as good as he's it. He's special and, at doing that. Yeah. He'll ruin anyone in front of a microphone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you don't Fury, have it, you Fury don't is have similar. It. Like, you know, yeah. he's going yeah, into yeah, Wilder. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Wilder don't know how to take him. He don't know if he's joking. And you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It might be like best mates. Yeah, and, do yeah, you know yeah, what I exactly. mean? They're selling the fight, aren't Exactly. They? They're exactly. doing a good job of it, though. Yeah. And it's like, I've 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 had the thought before like there's a lot about rugby league like everyone always wants it to get bigger everyone wants it to be more of a a well-renowned sport mm. and I'm like there's a way that it could it could blow up there's a way that it could really you blow like up trash talk yeah. like. <laughs> trash talk, <laughs> yeah, trash talk yeah. isn't it you know, yeah. semi-finals Do final, press conference <laughs> press conference yeah, yeah like we go to press conference now and it's like you can you could write the script for what yeah. it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? And and you, no one's not going to tune in and, and and listen to what they know is already going to happen. But if there's some big fucking prop forward going at the other prop forward and saying, "Well, I hope I don't get sent off. I hope I don't take his head off in first two minutes." <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's, everyone's going to be sending clips on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Stuff on YouTube. I've got to watch you this on the weekend. Yeah. 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 These yeah. two are going at yeah. it. Maybe you should start it. Yeah, yeah. Be a pioneer oh, for it. Yeah, start calling yeah. people out. Just yeah. that'll be putting your neck on line, won't it? It will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably twist my ankle or something before weekend. Before. <laughs> is there anyone I'm you want to go? Is there anyone you want to go out on air? Oh, I've got. Oh, just got to have a think about that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. A chance. Yeah, we're, we're back next year though. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tune in. Yeah, that's that's the next big step. That's the next big step. But um, yeah, it's it's good that, that you raised that, uh, Chris, on on the on the kind of the mental side of things. Um, it's obviously come to me uh, the last two years as being a really, really big thing. I've had to um, change perspectives and, and change like the kind of way that I treat injuries and my career really because um, I had a lot of roadblocks and, and road bumps really to, to get across. And for me, looking at the mental side of things was, was really, really big because I was training as hard as good, but I'd be picking injuries up, but it was more to try and get over them. Um, and I'm wondering what, like the kind of mental workout would be for you. I I, I know that you've got Vinnie Shawman who's been yeah, your yeah. mind coach and yeah. um you know, what sort of stuff does he take you through? What what's the perspective you take before fights and um hypnotherapy as well? Like it'd be, be awesome mm. to hear about, about that, about how has that played into to your career as well. Well this all started I think almost ten years ago now. I'm getting old. It was two thousand and nine I think it was. I'd um I'd had about sixty fights. Uh, by then I was 21, 22, not afraid of anyone getting in there with all the top ties, fighting yeah. anyone. Um, I'd never been stopped. I don't think I'd ever been, oh, I'd been down once and got, got up and won by KO still. I went to um, Jamaica to fight this tie. He was called Anawak Kao Samrit and um, his nickname was the Iron Hands of Siam. He had an 80% KO ratio. 
And um, I was fucking all over it. I thought, yeah. not going to knock me out. I'm going to destroy him. Just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm having a great run. I'd won two world titles by then. Um, like I say, I wasn't afraid of anyone. Got to Jamaica. Um, the old trip were just a bit weird. We got to Jamaica. They flew me in a week before. There were no gym. You know, he were in a five-star hotel resort. Right, yeah, no yeah, gym. Yeah. No them. healthy food. It was just all food all around it. I had to go hit the pads on the golf course and stuff outside. Fuck. And then I think it all just, by the time the fight actually got there, on we weighed in, and then this was me defending my world title at the time as well. Uh, we weighed in on the Friday, and on the Saturday we went to the venue, which were outdoors. Said, right, six o'clock, Liam, you're on at eight. Got to half three in the morning, I still haven't been on. What they were doing was... There was a, a fight and then a catwalk with all the supermodels. They had like Cedric the Entertainer there getting in the ring, telling a few jokes. Yeah. It was a really good setup. We had Robocop, Peter Weller, he was ring announcer. <laughs> it, was, it, it was really good. Yeah. But by the time I got to fight, Robocop got bored. Cedric the Entertainer got bored. They all went home. All the fans went home. No. Because it was half three in the morning. So there were me, this tie who's knocked everyone out, a few judges and about 40 people left in crowd. <laughs> and I've, when the call just to centre at ring, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, is this real? Is this yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came out of the first round and there was no adrenaline in me whatsoever and he kicked me so hard and I thought, fuck me. I thought, oh my God. I went down, I sat down after the first round. I said, my leg's gone, Richard. I said, they've got no adrenaline in me at all. He said, it'll come back to you this round. It's all right. Went out next round, smashed me leg to absolute yeah. pieces. I, went, I sat down after round two and my leg is totally gone. I said, I, I, I can't take much more of this. <laughs> He said, right, just go for it. So I went out, I went for it, and he just smashed it about four or five more times. And I literally, I was down, couldn't get up. First time I'd ever been stopped. Wow. Flew back home, which was horrendous, with my leg like an elephant's leg yeah. on a 12-hour flight from Jamaica. Got off the plane, couldn't walk for a week, couldn't go to the toilet. It was awful. I kept <laughs> waking bad. up in the middle of the night and having spasms with my leg and stuff like that. He'd smashed it to pieces so bad. I, I had a picture of it. I wish I had it still. I'd yeah. show you it now. It was scandalous. Yeah. Um, Started thinking about all the fight, all the build up to it and stuff like that. And I sat there going, I, I can beat him. I know I can beat him. He just took my world title off me. So I ranked promoter because they were in about four or five months' time, they were a big show at MEN Arena. I said, Bring him in to MEN. I said, I want to fight him in front of all, all, all my own fans. I said, I know I can beat him. Yeah. And um, promoter said, All right, let me make a few phone calls. He ran me back two days later. Right, we've got him. And then I thought, Shit. What have I done? <laughs> So I started trading hard and then Shit. I thought, you know what, you can never be too prepared. I'd heard about what Vinny had done, but I never thought I would needed it really. Yeah. I thought I've always been mentally strong. Um, so I just rang him. I've been real good friends with Vinny since I was 15 years old, like right. um, nearly what, 18 years, long time. Um, he's one of the best people I've met through this sport. So I knew about what he was doing. He'd asked me a few times if he ever wanted to work with him. But like I said, I always thought I was mentally mm. strong. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know what, you can never be too well prepared make my mind as strong as my body. Obviously, we were in the back of my head about how hard this guy could hit, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I went and saw him and um, it's hard to explain because obviously the work he'll do with one person will be different for another. But like we had um, when he hypnotised me, I didn't even believe he could, to be honest, until yeah. he actually did it. And then I came around, I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whatever been. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really, didn't really think it'd work or all that, but it did and it was great. And I've, what he'd done was he'd like put a few code words in me this were probably cheating as well, to be fair, what we're doing, because Vinny was commentator for that fight as well. He was the main commentator right. and he had a code word, it was warrior. And mm. as I was fighting in the ring, I had total tunnel vision and which is what he distilled into my head. And the only word I'd be able to hear from the corner 
or from anywhere was Warrior. Wow. And he was saying stuff like when he was commentating, oh, look at Liam Harrison, he's absolute warrior. And I could hear it and it was like, I've seen, I've seen this on you. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, actually. yeah. And yeah. Well you can funny, hear the commentators yeah. when you're fighting. And, and I couldn't hear track. anything other than just that word that, popping up here and there from my wow. corner because he told my corner to say it. And for yeah. him to say it, and it kept like triggering something in my head when we were fighting. And it was so weird. He'd hit me with everything and I'd walked through it all. He literally didn't hurt me with yeah. anything in the fight. And um, I schooled him and I beat him on points. And um, it would be dad's Gosh. birthday as well. It were Emmy and Arena. It was probably the best win of my career. Yeah. And, um, Got out of the ring, went in back, and then all adrenaline went. I said, whoa, that was weird. I went to after party, had a bottle of water, collapsed. Os- ambulance came, took me to hospital. I had a really bad concussion. But that like shows like mm. the mindset I was in at the time, because literally every shot he hit me with, I didn't feel a thing in the ring. Yeah. yeah. And I, I got yeah. kept in hospital overnight, put on a drip and stuff like that. Claim it to go in morning and stuff. And then I was like, that was so weird. And um, that was obviously the first time we, we did it. And I was I can't thank him enough for that because it was one of the biggest wins of my career. We did it another time as well. Um, there were this Russian guy, uh, he was 17 times world champion called Andre Kulbin. Um, he'd come to England and he destroyed like the top three in our weights. He'd knocked them all out. Yeah. And then I were fighting at the weight below. And I said, I'll fight him. I said, no, I'll fight him. Everyone wrote me off all over the internet. I said, look, you've got no chance, you've got no chance. And then I started to think a little bit. I thought, hang on a minute. This guy better than I'm thinking of something here. So I went and saw Vinny again. And there were another thing there. I said to him, I said, look, I think I can stop him with low kicks just because of how he stands. And he kept saying to me, like when he put me under a hot knife through butter, hot knife through butter. And again, when he was commentating, I was smashing the guy's leg and I heard him say, it's like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> and again, it was like the mindset I was, we were probably cheating really, are we? <laughs> <laughs> the mindset that I was in again, and I did have stopped him with low kicks in round yeah. three. And again, that was one of the biggest wins of my career as well. So like, it is weird what it, the, the mindset it goes into, but like it also had made me think after that, saying I should be in this mindset all the time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Very Your mind is a powerful weapon. So mm. if one little, like if you, say if you had a fight and I didn't do my road work, you think this ain't going to be what it should be when you mm. fight. Mm. So if my, if my mind isn't as strong as my body when I fight, especially when you're actually in a fight like that and there's two people in there who was as skilled as each other, mm. the same weight, the same experience, everything's the same. There's going to be one little aspect somewhere and it's going to have to be that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we on that. And we, what, what did it feel like when, when he was saying those words? It, it was just like things just clicked into place. Or yeah, it was. Just was like, I can't explain. Like it, it, it was like I wasn't like totally hypnotized out. I was in like um, he was saying it, and it all was going into my like my subconscious and stuff. Anyway, he's saying stuff like you need to imagine yourself when you when you were the strongest, and when you felt you could, when you kick someone, it'd be a hot like a hot knife through butter, and there were loads of different like sentences and stuff and phrases and stuff like that that you're putting into just my head it in. and like when it brings you back round it's like you feel it's yeah, so hard and yeah. all I wanted to do I want to go train I want to go train yeah, you know yeah, what I mean it's yeah. um, it's hard to explain Um I know even if it works a lot of even for people we're not fighters as well and like, I know people who've gone to him who've smoked for like 15 years like some of my friends and I've said go see Vinny and mm-hmm. they've gone to him and just stopped like that one of my friends who are really bad gambling addict he was spending like two three grand a day and blowing it all in casino and stuff to go see Vinny stopped like that never gambled since Wow. Um, so like I say I, I didn't really even believe in all that stuff but like your mind is a powerful weapon yeah. and he's very good at helping you get the best out of it yeah do, do you do anything else around it like you meditate or do you like try to get into flow of you know kind of flow of what Wim you're fighting Hoff on? method of Wim breathing Hoff, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah we've had, had him on yeah. Yeah. yeah I like um, 
I like my cold showers. Mad dog, isn't he? Uh, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I like him. Vinny's met him. Vinny's been over and done the, yeah. the seminar with him in Holland. No Got way. in the ice bath with him and all, wow, and all that stuff. Class. And Vinny would try to talk me into doing that thing where he walks up that mountain in his underpants. And I'm yeah. not doing that. <laughs> 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 That's not for me, I'll Just, just but, batter people instead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to do my, my breathing, my Wim Hof breathing and stuff like that. I got my, um, I posted it on my Instagram not long back. I got my heart rate down to 31. Wow. You no, know, through the the breathing and the cold yeah. showers and stuff like yeah. that. It would be it was just before uh, one of my uh, one of my fights last year. It was just before that, and um, just through the breathing, the cold showers, and it's weird the breathing because you like you go really light headed, but you, you can control it and like the breathe mm. again. The breathing that's one of the things that it, that's a big part of everything. Like your concentration and stuff, it all comes through stuff like that and controlling, yeah. and especially when you're fighting, you see a lot of people tense up too much and they're expending energy that they don't need to. Mm. But I find like, especially now, the breathing and stuff like that is a massive part of everything. And uh, yeah, I use my Wim Hof method quite a lot. Do you yeah. do it, uh, so, because we, we both do the Wim Hof. Mm. Um, I did a course up in the lakes and we're both in the big cold showers and yeah. they're an absolute game changer. The cold showers um, are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I amazing. Mean, it's what it, it's never it's never enjoyable, but that feeling after is always yeah. worth it. It's, great. Like, yeah, it's, it's just like a reset. Yeah, your nervous system, mm. every breathe, everything. Like the when you're in the shower, the breathing's the key yeah, for me just yeah. to help me through. Yeah. If I don't breathe properly through it, you just start to yeah, shiver. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you yeah. start breathing shallowly, and you tense up a bit. And yeah, yeah, yeah same yeah. when I do my ice baths and stuff as well. Like, I, like, until I did the Wim Hof method, until I knew about it. Whenever I used to get in, in them, I was terrified. Yeah, just get in and just shiver for you six, seven control minutes. It, can't uh, control just, it. But yeah. the, as soon as you get in and start the breathing, it's not too bad. Well, it's still horrible, but it's not mm. as bad as. Did you do it before a fight then? Would you do like three sets of it? Yeah, Jordan Watson does it a lot. Just as soon as he goes out to fight, like literally, he'll hit the pads to warm up and then they'll call him and go and he'll just quickly, he'll, he'll quickly do one, two minutes of it and then he'll go out and fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he'll, he'll do like a bit of a warm up before and then he'll, yeah, he'll, then he'll do the, the breathing. breathing. And then it'll be all relaxed when he goes yeah. out and then, yeah, yeah. And then he's on. It puts you in like a bit of a place, doesn't it? Yeah, like a bit of, like a bit of, um, it's hard to explain. It's not like really. hypnotic, is yeah, it? Yeah, hypnotic yeah. state, really, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. You get in yeah. that flow state, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you it's like, like you can, proper present you're away from like your thoughts and that, and you just like so yeah. shut into that groove, aren't you? It's good with them showers. Like, if I get a warm shower now in the morning, I feel like a slug. Yeah, you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just like walk out of house like, oh my God, I'm, mm. sh I'm struggling here. Yeah, mate, so moving on from Wim Hof, he might be a bit of a hero and uh, role model for you, but I'm interested for, for what type of stuff, when you were growing up, like obviously become a fighter, Muay Thai fighter, and what kind of stuff did you, what caught you, what like what what, what inspired you, what fighters inspired you? Especially it as be a, a fighter. someone from over here, right? Yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a bit like... like um, Left the field, isn't it? I guess yeah, it's like to, to go yeah. into. Um, like. It won't very big, even won't very mate. Like it's got a lot more mainstream now because of the MMA and UFC. Everyone mm. who does stand up in MMA, every top fighter will do a bit of Muay Thai. So most people know what it is. Yeah, now. yeah. But back when I started, I think um, I remember when I used to fight on shows. The main event would be like in a, a leisure center, and um, you might get like six, seven hundred people there and stuff mm. like that. You know what I mean? So it has come a long way, but. Um, I played football at quite a decent level. I just played for Fazi Celtic and I went to academy and stuff there and I started fighting when I was 14 and I had to make a choice of what mm. I wanted to do. Kickboxing or boxing or just... Just Muay Thai. I was just fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've only ever trained Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a bit of a choice of what to do. So I've, I was gutted that I had to stop football but at the end of the day if I wanted to like excel in Muay Thai what I'm doing then it, it just wasn't going to... You're either going to be a bit decent at both or be good mm. at one and I, I chose Muay Thai even though I'm, 
I'd loved football all my life and I still do now. I always say as soon as I retire, I'll be joining a Sunday league team again just to have a kick yeah, around because yeah, yeah, I miss yeah, it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but growing up, I used to watch a lot of boxing and stuff like that. Um, there were a lot of, lot of different fighters that I used to watch. I used to love watching that and when I was younger and stuff, obviously were exciting. They were all action money. Um, yeah. And Pacquiao and Mayweather and fighters like that. Um, you excited about their rematch? Pac Pacquiao Mayweather. <laughs> The first one were too late, so this one's, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. As yeah. I'm sick of, maybe we just need to take all these millions and retire and leave yeah, everyone yeah. else alone now. Can't you know what I mean? It, can't it just needs to be in the limelight. Yeah, He's addicted yeah. to it, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But um, yeah, he just needs to take his money and, and go mm. now. But um, when I, the first, I think what's really set me off, the, when I went to Thailand for the first time, I was about 16 or 17, and me and my friend just went, and my coach just sent me over there. He said, right, go stay in the gym where I train him and over there. I spoke to him, so he can stay in the gym, train there for a month. And that's when I went over and I actually went to stadiums over there and I saw that the, the top level Thai mm. fighters and stuff like that. And that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Fighting these stadiums. And I saw how hard they trained and stuff like that. So I, I trained there for a month and uh, I came back home. Had a few few more fights back in England and I got to like 18. And then I said, right, I'm going out there for a long stint. So I went out there for, I think it was almost about two years almost. So I did three months, came home for a month, six months, came home for a month, six months, came home for a month, oh. and just kept going like that. Fought me out, out over there for six months, came back all smashed to pieces, rested for a month in England and then went back and did it again and just kept doing it. And that was when I was seeing all the top level tie fighters and I was mm. thinking, right, I want to be out there. I want to, I don't want to be like them. I want to be sharing the ring with them. I want to be fighting them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so that's what I think set me off properly. Did you have to win their respect? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They must have thought. Um, they, saw, they see you on pads and they think, oh, he's got power. He's, he's good on pads. He's yeah, good technique. Yeah. But until you actually get in that ring and prove... Yeah, what yeah. you can do and I think I must have fought out there about 30 times in Thailand when I was living out there with ties and stuff I fought in both main stadiums um, I got flown into Cambodia and I fought pro boxing and I just got flown wow. around everywhere and I put, got quite a good reputation and I've still got it out there now even though that was like 10 years ago like on my fights now all the ties still know who I am and I've um, still got a good reputation out there with it what, what were it like as a 16 year old like I went to Thailand when I were 22 and it opened my eyes massively, just like the culture shock, yeah. like the, you know how different it is to here. What was that like when you were sixteen? Terrified, to be honest. Like when I got there, like the gym and that, and all the living with a face. When I got outside of the gym, and I yeah. seen all red light district and all stuff like, that, yeah. like oh my god, this what is, is crazy. going on? Yeah, yeah. mental this. <laughs> yeah. um, but even living in the gym, like at seven in the morning or half six in the morning, someone would just come and booting you. Wake up, go run. Yeah, and if you didn't, they just keep booting you and booting you, and eventually they eat you with a stick or something. They get up and go run. So you have to get up every morning, go run, come, come back, train a little bit in the morning, and then in the evening session, three hours, three o'clock, finish at six o'clock. If you're fighting, sometimes you didn't finish till half six. I remember one time I had a big fight over there um, for a world title. Dinner were at seven o'clock every night. I was still out there training at seven o'clock, and my coach wouldn't let me go in. And everyone were eating dinner, and I actually a tear ran down my face. Yeah. I, was getting, I was just that exhausted. Yeah, you that, just need a bit, a bit of a break. Yeah, it, it, it was the only time I can ever remember being broken mm. in training, and I just wanted to go home at that point. I was saying, "What am I doing here? I've been training for four hours. I've got no left, and he won't let me go." Yeah, and I remember thinking, "Right, he's not breaking. He's not breaking." But I didn't have that. I was fighting the current champion as well, and I absolutely wiped the floor of him. So it do me a favor, really. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that would that were. Do you think that though that? So to me, that kind of says that that probably gives them an edge that we don't have over here, right? Like Muay Thai is coming up and up at the moment. Yeah. But 
there's a hardness there. You wouldn't get away with that here, would you? Like no. having kids like <laughs> sleep in gyms and like train yeah, 14, exactly. 15, 16. But, They're doing um, it to survive out there a lot. Yeah. They, they've left school and they're just going to make money. Yeah. How do you feel that gap kind of skill-wise? Is it just... It's difficult, isn't it, really? When they're waking up every morning, every, nearly every top gym in Thailand has all got experienced ex-champions in their gym. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot in England. And we're mm. lucky enough in our gyms. We've got a lot of champions and we've got a great coach who were a former champion himself. Um our gyms had about, I think, 15 world champions for it over the years. Not every gym's like that in England. Mm. Like some of them might, most gyms who've got a top level fighter, that's all they've got, one top level fighter. Um, they've got a lot of other, other fighters, but like elite level, most gyms are lucky to have one or two. We, we've got quite a lot at our gym. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're lucky, but that's why we're, I think all of us have been able to compete with these guys yeah, because yeah. of the team we've had around us here, as well as obviously the work we've done in Thailand and stuff. But like a lot, like I say, a lot of gyms have only got might have one or two elite level fighters, so it's difficult to get the the top sparring in week in week out and stuff like that. So, but obviously, we are getting a lot better now. A lot of people are going to Thailand all the time now and training like the Thais and staying mm. staying out there for long periods of time and stuff. Would you recommend that? Yeah, like, for you, young fighters, you've you really got to do move that. You got, I, think, yeah. I think so. If you want to fight with them, and you've got to learn how learn, they kind of... you need to learn how to fight how they fight as well. Obviously, you need to keep the the European Western style. But there's a point scoring system in Muay Thai. And if you don't learn how to do it, when you get to top level, everyone can hit someone on chin or just go crazy and just punch and low kick and stuff like that. But you're going to come against someone one day who is tough and you can't mm. knock him out and you're going to have to beat him on points. So you need mm. to learn that side. It is weird, well. isn't it? The scoring, like round one, is kind of almost like a fill me out, doesn't really count round mm. in the Thai system. Yeah. And, uh, kind of like three and four, you kind of, they're the money ones. round, they call them in the money yeah, round. Yeah, so you can almost kind of like, the first few rounds, they kind of feel each other out a bit. They're kind of like, they're weird to watch if you're used to kind of Western boxing yeah. style yeah. And, and they love kicks over there. Body like, kick is the highest score. Yeah, then the, they, they, the then crowd the would be mental Yeah, then on sweeps and the throws, punches don't really score. Unless, I know, I know, you see like a European fighter landing really good hands, mm. yeah. one kick and the whole stadium yeah, erupts yeah. and you're like, oh, what? Yeah, but yeah, punches only score, like Muay Thai scored on effect. Yeah, yeah. So if your chin's down and you get it on your straight in your face, but if your head doesn't rock back or if it doesn't wobble your legs, it's Doesn't not count effect. really. Yeah, yeah. A body kick's got something called assumed effect. So even if it you don't move or anything like that, it still scores because there's so many ways to counter a body kick. You can catch, you can sweep, you can block, you can lean back, you can move. It's a difficult technique to land mm. clean. Like to punch, it's pretty easy. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, but. If you get caught with a right hand or a left hook or whatever, it's straight on chin, your legs wobble, it has visible effect, yeah, it scores yeah. highly. Yeah. It's, um, it is, people think it's really difficult to understand and I suppose a way it is, but once you know... Yeah, it's just you know, different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Is, if you're thinking, oh, it's like boxing 10, 10, 9 rounds kind of thing and it's just a different scoring system. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then the, the fight reflects that because like the first round is kind of they like score a score it like a marathon, and, not a, a yeah, sprint. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if fighter A wins round one, two and even three sometimes, even a fighter B wins four and five, but he wins them big and he comes strong and he finishes the strongest, he's going to win the fight. Yeah, yeah. That's and how it, the scoring it, how, how, you, how you're building up and who finishes the strongest, basically. It kind of makes sense, isn't it? Because yeah. if you see two lads fighting in the street and like, someone's winning at first. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then someone's <laughs> battling him at the end, you're going, oh, well, I scored it for the other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For Dave, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it's the guy at the end who's kind of like, yeah, who's course, standing yeah. up who wins. That's, but, a, that's um, a good analogy, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've been asked like, like this loads. How do you think you'd adapt to to go in in the case like MMA how do, you, how do you reckon you'd adapt to that well I'd have to just do constant groundwork because I don't think anyone would stand up in front of me that's mm. why 
everyone, everyone, oh, do you not fancy, do you not fancy it? It took me so long. You'd have to learn. To get good at like the wrestling, the jujitsu, mm. just the takedown defense and stuff like that. By the time I'd learned it all, I'd have to retire. I'd be too yeah. old, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Because no one's going to stand up in front of me. Um, I just enjoy like working with them, them MMA guys and teaching them stand up and helping that aspect of it. And again, like I yeah. say, it makes me a better coach as well. Yeah, but yeah. my heart's with Muay Thai and it always will be. So I don't, I've always said like, you can't be good at something unless you're enjoying it. I've fought K1 and kickboxing. And I fought pro boxing rules before. Even though I won, I, I hated it. I didn't like pro boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted, just wanted to kick and I wanted to elbow mm. when I were in there. And it was a bit of a struggle to not do it. Do you know what I mean? So like I say, you can't be good at something unless you're arts with it. Mm. What What does it look like for you? Like you mentioned they train three times a day. Average, if you if you took, took two days, like average, like one working up to a fight. And one that's you know like a bit bit for bit further away from a fight, and it's like you're just ticking over. What what do those days look like for your daily routine? So last week, um, I've were only training once a day. So I'll train once, maybe in morning or maybe in the evening. It'll just be pad work or sparring. Yeah. Um, in between that, I'm just doing PTs most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I love teaching, so I'm I'll be doing maybe I'll go to gym at nine, do two hours of PTs, and I'll train myself at. 11 or 12 go home have some dinner and then go back to gym and i might just work through till three three till seven or something like that just doing yeah. more, more pts um today i've started hardcore training so i did two pts this morning nine till 11 then i trained 11 or 12 then what did what did you do in that 11 till 12 with that pad um, work? we just pad work with yeah. my uh, well, bag work to warm up i did four rounds on bag and then i did five rounds on pads and then just a little bit of pull-ups and uh, sit-ups to finish off mm. then i went back to the gym uh, R3 I did five more rounds on the pads uh, just with a different coach working on different tactics Yeah. then I went running and then we did six rounds sparring at the end to, to finish after that uh, so I did like three times today yeah yeah how much do you have to eat like yeah, I was you, thinking you, you conscious of how much you're eating yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've always got I've got to be wary of my weight do you know what I mean mm. um, I'll eat a lot of carbs in morning and then through afternoon I'll have minimal carbs like maybe a bit of sweet potato or something like that yeah. and I'll have it all measured out and stuff in the evening I fast I either have just a little bit of fruit or just a protein shake mm. and I don't eat a meal in the evening and I find that's what keeps my weight down the easiest. I'm On the evening, I'm not really hungry because I've trained so hard either. I'm always just mm. thirsty, so I'll drink two pints of water, three pints of water, a shake, a little bit of fruit, and then I'll just fast. I'll go to, I wake up next morning and I've probably lost like a kilo and a half just from doing that. And if I'll do that through the week and then at the weekend, I can just relax and eat what I want on weekends then. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't mind doing it either. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. I like fasting as well. So like sometimes right. I'll do, might do a 48 hour fast if I've been eating, like in between fights. I'll be getting into that. Yeah, bit. if I've been indulging a bit too yeah, much yeah. and eating shit and stuff like that, I'll just do like on a weekend, I'll eat on Friday night and then I won't eat again till Sunday night. Proper cleans you mm. out, isn't it? If and even like mentally, great. I feel you know a what? bit more great like, after yeah, it. People yeah. say, oh, you don't feel sluggish. No, when you're drinking no, more, you feel, I feel really great. focused. Yeah, 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 you do, yeah. yeah. And, after, and afterwards, when you break the fast and have some food on the Monday, I feel so good when yeah. I go back training. Yeah. I feel like a different guy, yeah. yeah. Freshen you up. Yeah, yeah. I'll be trying to get you into it. And I'm, 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 I'm considering it having a deal. Like I've got off season. I'm just talking about Thailand. I go to Vietnam on Wednesday for three oh, weeks. Oh, I bet it's amazing. Vietnam. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, no, I've I know. I've always wanted been, to go as well. Because mm, I've been to Thailand, but I've never, never been to Vietnam, and I'm just trying to get ideas from different people now for what to do and stuff. And fast. I might yeah, well, <laughs> I was fast for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too long, too long, maybe. Um, but I'm thinking like what different stuff to do. But I was even looking at um, different types of training to do because we get sent a program. Um, and I'll be doing bits of that, but just to keep things varied. Do Where you are like, you in Saigon? In Saigon. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking of stopping there. We're flying yeah. to Ho Chi Minh, which is, I think, near the bottom, and then flying out of Hanoi 
to come back. So I think I'll work my way up. Right. Um, but I'm even looking just at types of gyms that they have in Vietnam. I, I know there's a really, really good Muay Thai gym in Saigon. I forgot the name though. Right. But I will get, I'll, get, I'll text it across there. here. Yeah. My friend used to work there and I remember like loads, being loads of good fighters, but also loads of other people just coming in for fitness. Loads of other people who are coming in just to meet other people and just to have a little play around. Definitely. And I remember it being yeah. like an absolute real nice complex as well like so they had fighters intermediates total beginners had a mix of everyone i remember looking at the video sorry remember looking at the videos on um on instagram of it and i'm thinking oh i'd love to go there yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll i'll tick that off then yeah, yeah, yeah text me and remind that. me about yeah. it after this and then i'll, yeah. I'll get on the way and i'll fast. find it for you um how long do i fast for then just 48 hours we well, could build up to it i i used to only start by doing like 18 hours and stuff like yeah. that and then i did a 24 hour one and then a 48 hour one i wanted to work the 72 hour one because yeah. that's the one that that's meant to totally reset days, yeah, like, yeah. It's meant to reset all your immune system and boost you in yeah yeah are you, are you not like are you not like a bit wary of like losing muscle and like I think I think the science actually says it it takes a like it's not until like day four five six yeah, you start yeah. to have muscle breakdown because if you right. think about it, as an animal right if you aren't if you're not eating the worst thing your body can start doing is breaking your muscle down. Mm. It's going to go to your fat True, reserves. Yeah. That's what they're there yeah. for. And that's why you actually get quite alert and focused because your body's thinking, I need to hunt and get some. So you're actually in a really good state. Well, that's what it is. Mm. Like the hunt and gatherers and stuff back in the day when you used to like hunt and kill an animal or whatever, then they'd have a big feed, wouldn't they? Yeah, and it'd yeah. be another couple of days before they could kill someone else yeah, and find yeah. someone else. So this, what we've got in our head saying, we have to eat three times a day. We need breakfast, dinner and tea. Bullshit. But yeah, 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 of course yeah. it is. It's just what we've been brought up and it's, yeah, yeah. again, your mind. And when you actually mm. break out that cycle, you kind of think, oh fuck, this feels exactly. really different. Yeah. Like some sometimes I might like just have one meal a day and then... I'll be full all day. It'll be, it'll be weird. But then other times when I'm in between fights, I might eat a big fry up or something in the morning. Then, and I'm in mood for just my mind's telling yeah, me I yeah. just eat shit all day. Yeah. And then I'll eat something else and a burger on a night or something yeah. like that. But it's, yeah. Again, I think a lot of it is all your mind. I think so, yeah. I think you probably, it's one of them things, isn't it? Like, your mind will just be used to eating. It'll be used yeah. to used to that. It'll be like it'll probably switch on that like kind of fucking. Right, you're hungry now. Go yeah, eat. I'm yeah, I'm hungry. I'm moody. Or I'm tired or whatever. Yeah, and your but body if you push through it. it. It's like your yeah. insulin response all kind yeah. of just gets used to that cycle. Yeah, but then I think, you, yeah, I'll do it. I'll have a go. Your body's capable of loads of things that people don't even tap into. Yeah, like it's and yeah. even when you're talking about like Muay Thai that because I, I go to Tiger's gym oh, um, and I got my my belt there recently, my white belt and. You know, I have no ambitions to be a fighter, but it's just a really good workout and it's fun and there's loads mm, of people yeah. there and it's just, like I'm sure your PT stuff is ma mainly people just want to be, be in good shape and have fun doing yeah, it. Yeah, I have like um, three different clients. I have people who just starting to want to fight, fighters and just total beginners who just come just to lose weight. In a fun way. Like, fun way. Yeah, yeah. They love, I've got, I have like a lot of people come from different sports and stuff who just love whacking the pads because there's no better it's fitness. Such a good feeling. I have, yeah. a, I have a marathon runner and a guy who held the British record for rowing like one of the fittest guys you'll ever meet, but three rounds on pads, he's dead. Yeah. He's just such a different style of fitness and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's great. Yeah, I find that, I find that like, can do all the rugby training and, you know, be up near the top fitness wise and rugby and stuff. But if we do boxing, yeah. or if, you know, if I have to, it, it, mate, three rounds of boxing, I'm, I'm like, gone. Yeah, it, it, I'm, it's, it's like just different. I think it's because using my arms, like, fucking, what the fuck am I doing using my arms all this, all this mm, time? It's like yeah. miles different. And, in between fights, I'll still keep up my running and my sprint work and stuff like that. And I always think, right, this will definitely keep me fit enough. But then when I go back to fight training and hit the pads for the first time yeah. again, and I'm done after like a minute, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. how's this happened? <laughs> yeah. You were like nearly dying yeah. at the top of that hill. Yeah. yeah. That's odd, mate. It's, it's, 
And, and to be fair, I'm saying we're swimming. I don't know if that's technique oh, or maybe really. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do two lengths. I'm like, one. Well, I, I always find that. I was just over yeah. doing 40 lengths next year. I did like, uh, just just like 10 lengths of a day and I was fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You see people there yeah. doing like 60. I don't but, embarrass myself by getting yeah. in pool, mate. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. I'm shocking. <laughs> But it's good that it's it's weird how how, it, how sometimes you just don't even transition to to other sports yeah. and um, yeah I'll have to stick to rugby I reckon on so, uh, on the pads thing it just reminded me of uh, so obviously you hold pads for a lot of people and you hold pads for like a lot of top level fighters how hard does Joe Rogan kick ridiculously hard I didn't realise how big he was either until I met him because um, Vinny had been on the podcast with him twice yeah, before yeah. and then he, when he said oh we're coming over he said oh can I do some training with Liam and I was like buzzing for, oh yes yeah. And then um, I'd seen him kicking his machine and stuff like that. And I, thought, I said to him, hey, fucking hell, he kicks hard, doesn't he? He's going to break my arms here. And then when he came in to the studio, we were wait- we, he were a bit late. We were all waiting. He walked in. He's like a little gorilla. He's only my height, but he's massive. Yeah. And I said, oh, I, said, I didn't realise you were this, like, this big. He went, yeah, I'm 90 kilos. I only fight at 65. Wow. So when he kicked me, he nearly blew me through the wall. <laughs> but obviously... Um, I teach a lot of big guys as well. I think like the heaviest guy I teach is like 112 kilos or something yeah. like that. So I teach some pretty big yeah, guys, yeah. but he kicks harder than a lot of them. Obviously wow. it's like a different style. It's like Taekwondo, but he's mixed it with everything he does because he does MMA and stuff. Yeah. Today. But he has got a lot of power. He's also said he did in a podcast once, he goes, I'd never pass a piss test. Yeah, exactly. So he has a double, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he got a grow form and an all sorts yeah, fly through him. And yeah. sorts. He's 50 yeah, yeah. years old and he looks like a 22 year old. So and he's he's, body, he's all yeah, jacked yeah. up. And, yeah. yeah, There's something going well, on there. He's Chris is saying to me, I said, oh, like, I must have said shoulder sore or whatever. And you're telling me about this. Um, he does, these regenerating these exosomes I think exosomes are, yeah. or maybe there's something else to do with the growth hormone and all that yeah, shit yeah. He's, well. he's injecting stem cells into his shoulder yeah, to yeah. Like, uh, and he swears by it he yeah, says it's yeah. not completely cleared it so Maybe uh, maybe worth. Yeah, because I asked him it. about that, and he told me it wrapped two hundred grand or something. I went, no, I think I'll make that one. <laughs> yeah. <next."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what day is it? Did I'm you make busy. Yeah. <laughs> when is it? When is it? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me that quick, but Chris, fucking hell, two hundred grand. Uh, I think there's a you know there's a code. Yeah, I'm asking him about it, and somebody told me I went. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one yeah. thing actually I wanted to mention because on your podcast again, you mentioned about uh, you got your hair follicles kind of like tested. Oh, he shot it down as well. My sponsor at the time as well went, Oh, get us a mention. Yeah, I went, yeah. Don't worry, I've got you. <laughs> and then Jeremy so mentioned it and he just went, Bullshit. I went, Oh, no. I didn't even know what to say. I like, looked at Vinny and Vinny went, Anyway, yeah. and I had to message him afterwards. Went, I'm sorry, but the thing is, I said no, no, it's good because like everyone started asking about it on Twitter yeah. straight afterwards, and they could explain the science behind it. I wish I'd done a bit of so homework. Got it out, so, so got I out could have told the yeah. science behind it, but yeah. you shot me down, and I went. <laughs> but the thing is, he had, he had TJ Dillashaw on recently, right? And TJ Dillashaw said the exact same thing. He said, "Oh, I've just got this new diet plan based on someone's done a sample of my hair." And he was like, oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. He might have looked <laughs> yeah, into yeah. it or he might have just thought, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. He's, got, t- all that, yeah, he's yeah. got all that science that people have put to him now and he, he's, he's put it across. He knows yeah, what's going yeah. on I were, now. I we're half expecting it at some point now because I've watched so many podcasts where if it, he's, people say something to him and he doesn't agree with it, he just shoots it down. <laughs> yeah, just, so I'm expecting it to come at me at some point. I was just a bit gutted yeah, at yeah, one of his yeah. sponsors it just says something else. Yeah, yeah. Just about I, something. I had no to say. I like, looked at Vinny and Vinny went, anyway, <laughs> and then just changed subject. We're good to have Vinny here, on it? Yeah, yeah. Because we'd like, Vinny spent a lot of time with him before and Vinny's done hypnotherapy work with him and stuff yeah but like I never obviously I never met him before that he came in no because he knew of you didn't yeah, he yeah, like, he's he, mentioned me on quite yeah, a lot yeah. he, he followed me on Instagram and I follow him we chat on Instagram yeah, yeah. a little bit enough. he's a big uh, Muay Thai fan yeah, as well yeah. Like. yeah and um, he'd mentioned me on quite a lot of his podcasts and stuff before which is 
I think why he invited me on with Vinny. Um, then he said, oh, I want to do some training with Liam, which were great. So he came in and we like chilled in his, his studio for like an hour. And then we trained for like 45 minutes or whatever. And then we chilled for like another half an hour. So we like became familiar yeah, before we went cool, on. Yeah. Which were, he's yeah. a cool guy off air as well, yeah. He's cool as fuck. I would tell everyone this. I couldn't believe what he's got in his studio. He's got an archery thing. So he's got his CrossFit, his mats and his bags his studio where he That's does the podcast. Fucking, yeah, yeah. He's got this big video game on his wall that he plays hunting on because he hunts. Yeah, yeah. And then I went, what's all bow and arrows for it back? He went, oh, watch this. His studio is 95 metres long. <laughs> he pulled a bow and arrow out and went, boom, shot it from one end to the other and got bullseye on his dart on his board at the end of it. <laughs> what the fuck? I ran, I ran the full length of the thing to check he got it. I went, he fucking got it. Nah. I said, I couldn't believe it. I said, how did you do that? He went, well, obviously, because he hunts all his meat, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He said, when I'm hunting an elk or whatever, if I'm 60 metres away from it, I don't want to torture it. I don't want to miss and hit his neck and make it bleed out. I need to know I'm hitting it straight in the heart, down, dead, no yeah, pain. yeah. I said, oh, fair enough, that's really. Like, yeah. That's like out of a film, though, isn't it? You're like Robin Hood, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. He's just gone, watch this. Yeah, yeah. Him. That's yeah. what he did. He yeah. just, and the thing is, well, he didn't even aim. He went, bang, bang, <laughs> done. That quick. One, two, three. He wasn't like, he, he was like aiming it up for yeah. ages. I couldn't believe it. Because his like, bow and arrow was like somehow future as well. It had all lights on it and everything. <laughs> so when you see that shit on YouTube, like someone like doing some kick-ups and like, Putting chewing gum in the bin from 20 years like, yeah. I bet I took 40 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. You saw it live, like, like straight away. Honestly, my mate would come over with me from England um, and we both just like looked at each other like we couldn't believe it. We ran across just to check it, gone in bullseye and it had to come. I honestly couldn't believe it. But yeah, he's a, he's a really, really cool guy. Um, down to earth, can just talk to him like one of the guys, loves fight sports mm. and Muay Thai. So it yeah. were easy to, yeah, to chat yeah. with him. Other than him shooting me down with the polycomphy. <laughs> if they're listening Bullshit. now, though, it does work. Yeah. Bullshit, man. As, uh, yeah. as being on that... That's what he said. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's what he said. As, yeah. as being class. on that, like, made a notable impact into, like, your oh, life yeah, at massively, all. Like, did, yeah. did you get, like, loads of followers off the back of that? I got and, loads of followers and stuff. People, like, coming up to me and as soon as I go, fuck, have your autograph and stuff like that. I don't know, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've we done me massive favour I think I'm going back on in March as well when oh, I go. I'm going oh, back gosh. on uh, going back over um, he's already he messaged me and he said oh next time you're over can I do some training so I said yeah I'm coming in March after my fight so I'll see you then so yeah, we might even get back on so quality yeah class and class. one of the things I was going to ask you about is you know you, you've been UK number one for a long time and it's only recently you've had a real kind of rival yeah, um, yeah. and you fought back was it a couple of months ago now July yeah. July yeah yeah and um, really close fight uh, how do you feel like now the bit of time passed and you've watched it back a few times because I didn't lose I know I didn't I even sent, I sent it point. off I, I got so obsessed to it I, was, every, oh, I, got, I sent it to the three main judges in England they all scored it to me by a round and then my friend lives in Thailand so I sent him it and he's friends with one of the head judges from the main stadium so I said make him watch this and just mm. judge it just so I've got peace of mind yeah. and um, the, the Thai judges did it and he scored it to me as well I could have oh. kicked up a big fuss about it all over the internet I thought you know what what's the point let him have his day I've been mm. number one for 13 years to be honest, I could have even made this. The guy didn't make weight. The number one okay. spot is at 66.7, which yeah. I weighed in bang on it. He turned up 67.5, went away, sweat, came back half hour later, 67.2. And I went, I went, no, how can you be number one at 66.7 if you can't make, you the, weight? make the weight? Yeah. And his boss pulled out his contract and went, you signed this five months ago. I didn't even look at it. I just signed yeah, it. And, yeah, back. Yeah. and I thought, well, I just went, whatever. I could have gone all over the internet and wrote all that about it and just been a sore loser, but 
If he fought, fought well, fair play. Let him have his day. I watched it me? a couple of times. I think we watched it. He won it round two. Yeah, he won round two, yeah. he won. Yeah. And then all the others. And I felt like, I've seen you fight quite a few times. I felt like you never got into that, like, where you thought you're down, you have to kill him. You were in that kind of like point scoring, yeah. almost tie style mode. Exactly. Where you were like, that was my biggest mistake. I should have just tried to blow him to smithereens. But yeah, I'll fight yeah. him again three weeks later for a lot of money. Oh, so you didn't want to go hell for leather and think, yeah. And then oh. in last round, I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, I've got, I've got out of this. I can fight again in three weeks. And then if fucking toenail caught my eyelid and cut me so I needed my eye stitching so, so then lost anyway. that fight missed the other fight <laughs> blew everything so <laughs> I should, it was my own fault I should have just fought my style and gone in and just tried to smash my pieces um, even though I do still think I, I won and a lot of most other people do and all top judges do but it, it is what it is do you know what I mean it's my own fault I made the mistake what's worse is when I said right let's have a rematch on neutral ground mm. I don't want to come back down to there with you not making weight and all this shit and just went, no, you come back down here. Because I, I felt like I listened to the commentary, right? And the, the build biased, up to the man. fight, yeah. there was this whole narrative they Commentators, wanted, right? It was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a changing of the guard. It's a young guy versus the old guy. And it's like every, they, they all wanted that story to happen. Course, and yeah. I felt like the whole event kind of wanted yeah. that story to happen. If it was going to be a close fight, it's a bit like Golovkin Canelo, right? Yeah. Like, if Golovkin had knocked Canelo down seven times, he'd still get a draw. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he'd have to yeah, kill him yeah. to get a win. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it was like that level because it's hard to see. It was a close fight, yeah. It was a close fight. I it was a really one. good fight I as won well. one, he won two. I nicked three, four even, and I nicked five. That's how I saw it. Um, obviously, other people, well, the judges on that night didn't, but all three of them from London. Mm, Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's on his own show. That's what the I only thought. reason I went down there because they, they waved a lot of money at me and said, "Right, come down, lured me in." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I'd, I'd just said, "Let's just find neutral." You've had but more of a more of a well, it'd be more neutral, wouldn't it? And you'd have had more of a your chance. Yeah, your chance yeah. To show what but um, like I say, my, no one's fault over them. I can't blame any judges or anything like that, or even him not even making weight. I mean, I could have brought all that up after um, and just said about well, he hadn't even made weight. I was in number one in rankings, but to let him have his day, hopefully we will meet again, and um, I won't fight that style. I'll just fight my usual style and I'll just change things up a bit. And I know I, know I can stop him, but it, like I say, it is what it is at the minute. So, mm. Yeah, so what, what's next then? What, what's like, what's the next thing for you on, on the cards? What's, uh... So I fight on one championship on oh, that's a big, that's 23rd a big one, of November. A great event. Great that tie you I'm fighting actually knocked Charlie Peters out as well. The okay. fight before me. So me so beating did... him... Yeah, make statement. a big statement, and then I'll say, right, you can't avoid this rematch now. Let's do it. You know so is mean? that kind of your, what you're, what you're thinking for from this platform to try and? To be honest, I'm not too much bothered because this one this one championship who I've signed with is a lot of money. But before I do retire, like in about three years time, I, I was being number one for a long time. I want to want the mm. shot of getting it back at some point. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. it, and it'll only only be right. I I give him his shot. Mm. I went down there and in the lion's den yeah, in, yeah. in front of them. Do you know what I mean? And if I, if I do have to go back down there again, I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's only right that he gives me my shot, especially if I, well, when I beat this tie who knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. It's, and then when you beat Nongo as well. <laughs> and then when I went bar and feed you yeah. and plastic surgery yeah. <laughs> sipping pina coladas is that Liam Harris yeah. Yeah. no that's yeah. asking for a rematch yeah. you, can't, you can't have a rematch a but, um, yeah, if I beat this tie well when I beat this tie next month um, that'll be a big statement then I'll defend my Yokao world title I'll move back over here in yeah I'm moving back I'm, I'm better at 65 kilos to be yeah. honest I only fight at 67 or 66.7 that's where money fights are usually yeah yeah but um 65, 64, 65 is my best weight because everyone at 67 is miles bigger than me. I don't have to cut any weight to get to that. 
Um, and I know most of them guys are cutting down from like 74 to get down to that. I only walk around at like 71. So it's easy for me to get to 65. But where, where do you stand on the whole weight cutting thing? Because it's quite a big topic in martial arts at the moment. Mm. It seems to always be, but are you happy with this, where it is at the moment in Muay Thai? Or? Um, on one championship, yeah, they piss test you three days up to the fight to make sure you're hydrated enough. Oh, so they so do the hydration you're too dehydrated, the you can't fight. So oh. that means people won't be cutting obscene amounts. Exactly. It's yeah, good for yeah. me. People are a bit... Even if I fight at 67 on that one, at least they will be around my size. They won't be yeah, cutting from yeah. 75 and then blowing back up. And Have so, you done some horrible cuts yourself back in the oh, day? Yeah, I put my, this is why I changed all my diet up and stuff about, about six years ago. Well, I put myself in hospital, all my kidneys were mashed and stuff. Day of the weigh-in, I'd been in the sauna for about an hour and a half, two hours. I'd come from 69 to 60, just under 65 in like two hours. I'd been struggling all week though because my diet and I'm not being on point I thought I'd be alright I'd get a water out of me got out of the sauna went home started feeling dizzy almost fainted had to go to hospital put me in all machines put me on a drip and stuff like that mm. said look you're having some kidney problems and stuff here you need to pack oh, this in man. so I missed the fight I missed a big payday that we're getting as well and I thought you know what what am I doing here just get it under control and then you don't have to do this to yourself anymore and you feel so mm. much better for it as well I mean like sometimes I've had to come and get fight against big people because they've been cutting but I'd rather do that than feel absolute shit. And then after two rounds, a lot of times, if I'd done that in the past, after two rounds, I'd sit on the stool and I'd start to feel tired and I think, fucking hell, it's going to be hard, this. Mm. And I have to just grind out a points win. Whereas doing it this way, even in round five, I still feel just as strong as I did in round one and two. Do you know what I mean? I still feel I'm hitting as hard. Yeah. Like I've done it a few times where it's got to round three and I've just had to go on back foot and win on points because I've just felt drained. So that's not a nice feeling when you've got someone who's yeah, not yeah. trained just coming at you like a bull yeah, and you're just yeah, having yeah. to pick them off and just I'd, be, I'd be prefer wary. to just stand there and feel strong and think, right, yeah. when he comes, I'm going to put him down. I'll, I guess yeah. you have to have a bit of poker face as well, right? Yeah, like, of course, I don't want yeah, to yeah. I've got fucking not mm, much here. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you been wary of that? Like your fighting style is like all out and it? it's fucking alpha leather. Pretty have you, much. Have you been wary of, of, of that through your career? Like having to adapt your mindset towards it? Like to like say to go for points rather than fucking going, going well, I, real, I realized that when I started fighting with the ties and stuff like that because they would just as soon as you especially when I fought them over there they didn't want me beating them in their main stadium so as soon as I hurt them because I've had a lot of stoppages with leg kicks and then a lot of knockouts with punches so as soon as I wobbled them or smashed their leg a little bit they would just on back foot and then yeah. move around and try and kick and move and they wouldn't engage with me and it would do right. my head in. Yeah, so yeah, I thought, yeah. right, I'm going to have to learn how to fight this way mm. to beat them on point. So when they start to move, I can just fight the point game with them and I can beat them on points then as yeah. well. Yeah. And um, that's what I did in that, in that the Peters fight. Like I say, that was just mm. my biggest downfall in that fight. Um, I should have just fought my style. So there is a time and a place for it. That wasn't it, unfortunately. Um, mm. But like I say, you're only in there for 15 minutes and it's difficult to choose what... And the thing is, we trained to beat him on points as well, especially with the other fight so close. Beat him on points, don't get injured. And like I said, my, my mindset were wrong for that fight. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I should have just smashed him, but yeah. it is what it is. Do you have any, uh, I mean, you mentioned the the guys with the Iron Fists. Is that the name? I know that. Yeah, that's your standout career win, would you say? Or? Yeah, that were really good. Like that one and the one where I, the hot knife through butter one against Andre Yeah, Corbin. I've yeah, seen they, that one. That's yeah. on YouTube. It's yeah. well hard to get footage of some of these fights like I think your second fight against uh, Sanchez you, you picked as one of your favourites yeah that, that one's yeah. not on YouTube I don't know there's yeah, just a few crappy there's a, there's camera crowd footage yeah, one yeah. that's it there's a proper DVD out okay I've got it somewhere I just don't know where it is um, if I ever get it I'll put it on YouTube but 
simply making me laugh somewhere, I think. But yeah, there's a proper DVD box, actually, because it went on Sky Sports, that one. Yeah. Because um, if anyone doesn't know, like, Sanchai is considered almost like Floyd Mayweather level of, like, uh, Muay Thai. Yeah, he's like, the greatest, like, the greatest fighter, ever. Yeah. And, and Liam's fought him three times, like, at the... Are you, would you say, like, the honour of having to kind of share the... Yeah, of course, yeah, 100%. And um, the one that brought me back, one of the promoters to fight him for the second and third time of the first one and the second one mm. one so close as well so to give him three hard fights and he actually said he will oh, one of the toughest fights he had so for him to say that I were, yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool that yeah, must have gosh. been like did you ever think you'd be sharing a like well the, when they asked me I'd, I was having a real good uh, good winning streak when they asked me I was only 22 the first time I fought him and promoter rang me and said right I ain't gone to your boss yet but you know what I'm going to ask I just went yeah I just went 100% yeah so <laughs> how can you turn it down yeah, 22 yeah, yeah. Fight against the greatest fighter over the last 30 years. I said, yeah. I said, you don't have to ask. Just, yeah, just beat to Richard. And first fight, you were a bit, you were close. First three rounds, 100% even. He won round four. And then he got on his bike. So he yeah, just beat yeah. me by a round. Yeah. And I thought, right, I might give him a bit too much respect there. Second fight, I went insane. I just, from the first to the last, I was just trying to hurt him with everything I did. I was smashing his legs. I cut him with an elbow. Um, he was scoring points well, but I was breaking him down. And at the end of the fourth round, I won round four big. I'd swept him down, I'd body shotted him, I'd cut him bad. He went grey. And I went and sat down on my corner. I went, I'm going to win here. Mm. And Richard went, right, one more round like that and you've won. And he came out, all colour had come back into him in round five. And he fucking booted me all over the place. <laughs> and then he won again by a round. And I'm like, how the fuck did he do yeah. that? He had blood all down <laughs> him. He went grey. He yeah, he, he, he was grey when he sat. He was grey when he sat on the the stool at the end of the fourth round. And I thought I've got this. Came out for round five, and he was like all inflated and all. But colour had come back to him, and yeah, he had a, just a big round five, and then he, he beat me by a round again. The third time, we're over in Hong Kong. It were outdoor, um, so obviously he'd flown from Thailand. I'd only flown into Hong Kong for like two, three days before the fight. Mm. I didn't realise how hot it was. So it were outdoor, first two rounds were even, I wobbled him in round two as well and I landed some solid punches and low kicks and I were hurting him and then about midway round three, I, f I fucking died. I, I would just want acclimatised at yeah. all. Mm. I trained really hard so it went on to my fitness, I just died in round three and then I had no power in my shots in round four so he he, he cruised to a point to win on that one. Mm. But yeah, to say that I'd give him three hard fights, can't complain about that really. Yeah, yeah. And um. Yeah, so are there any others which, which stick out in your mind then, or is it kind of... Um, I've got quite a few. I had a real good war with uh, Hussein Benoui, that's on YouTube, that were on the, uh, the first time I ever fought on the Yokao show over in Bolton. That, it were absolutely just, just madness. Um, he dropped me in round two as well, and I got I had to get off the floor and come back to win on points on that one. So that were a good one, having to get off the floor. Um, the Medi Zatut one is, a, yeah, is another yeah. classic in yeah, that were leg good. kicking. Like That guy, I have so much He's respect tough for. him. Because I think it was after round one or two, I'll show it to you, Steve. Like you think there's no way that guy's going to see the end. Yeah. But he's got some, he's tough. some heart, man. Yeah. He he's showed going it again in the fight. fight, yeah. Because a and, lot of fighters that have just gone down and they won't, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's all, there's a culture in kind of in, in Thailand where if they really respect you, they kind of let you see out yeah, the end. Yeah, they? a little bit, yeah. Like you kind of thought yeah. the end, Nongo could have got him out of there. Yeah. But it kind of like... He, he, Fair play. Which I, just, I quite yeah. like that. I love yeah. that kind of honour, respect side of things rather than like... Yeah, the UFC MMA is kind of losing that. It's losing yeah. that integrity now. Yeah, hundred percent. It? It's swapping it for money, and I suppose that's. I what mean, I, it does sell, mm. does it? And look, we all watched the fucking Khabib yeah, kind of yeah, fight, yeah. and yeah. the neutrals watched it, and they did because of all those those yeah, exactly. But, but like you said, they'll be selling the rematch off the back of that jump out the cage now, won't yeah, they? Yeah, of course. Like, so mm. Again, so like they'll, they'll like it. Is it the 
they're, they're both cash cows out there now, do you know what I mean? So they will sell it off that and... They, like you can't punish Khabib for doing that when McGregor didn't get punished for the bus, <laughs> yeah, which were much worse. So they still are they, are they going to ban him? I don't know if they're banning him. Is it four to six months? It's the, it's the athletic commission who get to decide. But you know, I reckon right. there'll be a few conversations that like, mm. oh, why don't you give him yeah six months and a twenty percent of his purse and everyone's happy or something? Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Um, I've wrote a note down here, Liam, um, and it's switching gear. We've been talking about fighting and that. Um, but I looked at your Instagram earlier and I commented on one of your videos. I think it's the latest one you just put. And um, you've got a big German Shepherd, haven't you? Oh, he just died, the big one. Oh, is it? Yeah, he died last week. Oh, yeah, I've got two. No. I've got, is, um, it, is it the young one that you'd put the, on the, the young one's up, yeah. yeah, yeah I had two, yeah. the big one died like, oh, well, no about two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. go in, go in. Because I've, I've, I've got, got a the, German the, Shepherd. They've still got the cat and the... The, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the female I one. Ju- yeah, yeah. I just comment saying, "Mate, that is ridiculous." It's like it's almost, licking the cat's head. <laughs> <laughs> licking the cat's head. I'm going, "What is going on?" Here? Like, he just my, pins it down so it can't move. It just licks it. <laughs> cat, cat, cat just lets it do it. Cat's <laughs> just like it must be a, like, half asleep. He's going, "What the fuck? What's going on?" But what yeah. happened with that is we got um, the pup, the the young German Shepherd puppy, and we got an, a cat um, to like grow up with her a little bit because right. older, older one just like. Mm, they don't like cats and stuff mm. so they, they played and stuff and what happened was that were an outdoor cat and it went outdoor one day some fucker ran it over killed it no. uh, obviously our lass were gutted I were gutted but the dog were gutted more than anything really? used to run around the house looking for it every single day oh, and I said to my missus I said fucking hell this is horrible this Did every, she used to look out the window just looking for her to oh. have to get her another cat and she went yeah but what if it's like she's older now what if they don't take to each other like they do. I said, oh, we're going to have to try out, we? Yeah. So we went and got a new cat. They fucking hated each other. <laughs> it was... The first time we showed the cat to the dog, the cat, like, let it get close to her. They went... <laughs> clawed her. <laughs> cut all her nose. And then, like, every time we showed them, they, just, they wouldn't go near each other. Cat, uh, dog kept trying to, like, creep over to play. Cat would hiss and just swipe her and then run off and I'd be on sofa for hours. So that, to get them... To get them, like, about, it were literally about three four weeks ago where they just started to be mates and like now they're best mates now yeah, yeah, yeah. they just run around house together playing and dog just comes and pins her down so she can't move and licks her and stuff <laughs> like that yeah, I can't believe it I put all videos on my um, my Insta stories yeah. on playing yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, I love it mate I see it. that's <laughs> what I'm waiting for these fucking German Shepherds I've got my mum and dad's got one and um Oh, they, they class out great the German dogs, Shepherds yeah, and great class dogs. dogs. Um, and I sometimes have her around here and it's like, she's it's cool. Weird. Yeah, when yeah. she's around, it's class, isn't it? I'm, I'm thinking about possibly getting you one. You get myself. one, yeah. yeah. Great dogs. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll think on that. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd change the game. They've got a fire talking, <laughs> talking about cuddly, cuddly, yeah. cuddly cats. <laughs> <laughs> but why not? Why not? Um, but I think that would be brilliant, me. I don't know if I don't the one thing actually that that I wanted to talk to you about I've 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 looked into it a bit um as a as a rugby player and because it's week on week it gets um it can be stressful and that you know you've got you've got a game every weekend um you're analyzing the performance you're analyzing your performance you're analyzing teams you're analyzing the next week um opponent so sometimes you know if it's day off if if there's not much mentality stuff to do and we've not got training I'll just I'll, I'll head out in car and just literally just like just head somewhere not knowing what I'm going to do go get a coffee somewhere walk somewhere just just like just get away like like mm. just so I'm like in that moment yeah yeah um 
I'm wondering if there's any any kind of things that you do like consciously to like get to away to relax, bit, get away yeah. from you the know PTs. What? It, it, it's hard because even on a weekend, like I forget, I'm all over the place doing mm. seminars. I'm going to Stockholm on Friday till Sunday to teach seminars there as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was in Norway last month and Sweden. I'm in Norway again in November. Then I've got Dubai in January and Brazil wow. in January. So even on a weekend. If I'm not flying abroad, I'm doing them in England and stuff. So it is hard to switch off, to be honest. And my missus always goes mad at me, going, you don't have enough time off and mm. you need to give yourself a bit of a rest. But I find myself sometimes when I do have a day off, I just get bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I know what I mean. Like recently though, I have been noticing it has been like taking its toll on me a little bit. So she's right what she says. And um, I do need to give myself a bit of a, like you said, just a bit of a release from yeah, it and stuff like yeah. that. But to be honest, I don't. Um, yeah. And I should do really. Probably just I'm going to have a, Sunday, like this Sunday, I said to my missus, oh, let's just drive out to the beach somewhere. Well, Tet Dog, she's never been to the beach. Let's just go to the beach. Mm. Weather was shit, wasn't it? Oh, so okay. <laughs> we couldn't even do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so, but yeah, you're right. I don't really do anything to switch off, but I do need to yeah. incorporate that. It's a, it's a constant thing though, isn't it? Because, you know, the next week you won't have a lot to do, so you'll need to get, you'll need to step up. Yeah. It's like a constant management thing. I find as, as an athlete and especially with mentality, like there's all, all sorts of stuff going on and it's like a constant management process yeah. for me. What's hard as well is obviously I train a lot of fighters in my PTs. So even some days when I think, right, I need a fucking rest here, mm. I've got to look out for them as well. Is They're depending on, on me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. They need me there to help them train, which is hard as well, but you get getting battered, Joe Rogan's fucking battering you at Paris. Yeah. <laughs> just want yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. break. Yeah, yeah. With the cocktail, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. With, with my fake nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sally and Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, before we do wrap up, I was just, you've obviously, you have kind of examined the mental side of, you, of your own game and yourself. Um, obviously, not everyone's a high performing athlete. What advice would you give kind of people listening to this or anything that you've learned? Like, because, you know, you've really had to see what you're made of by like actually going in and putting yourself in a situation where you find out pretty quickly what you're made of. But are there any kind of tips or stuff you kind of give people or people in it comes to your PTs who you think maybe could do with something in life, anything you've learned or picked up? Or? Yeah, just take yourself out of your comfort zone, really. Um, mm. If you want to be good at anything, you need to be obsessed with it as well. Mm. You need to be obsessed with your training, obsessed with your diet, obsessed with everything to do with that if, the, if you want to get to the, the yeah, top yeah, level of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, taking yourself out of your comfort zone is the main thing. Yeah, I know a lot of like good fighters who could be great fighters, but the world will always just be good fighters because they won't come out of that comfort zone. And when the fight gets hard in, in round four, and it's like I said earlier on, there's two people in there evenly matched, evenly skill set. And it comes down to that little bit extra in round four. If you haven't got that pushing you mm. to go that far and do what you need to do, you're always just going to be a good fighter and you won't be a great fighter. So if you are looking to get to that level, come out of your comfort zone and be obsessed with what you're doing. Too many and things, are you, are really. you still kind of doing that now with like, you know, your website and you're expanding and you're doing loads of PT yeah. stuff around the world now. Is that still you kind of expanding your comfort zone and just... Uh, yeah, I, I, I love I, I love teaching and stuff, but obviously it is a bit... I get a bit nervous sometimes. I'm going to a gym full of A-class fighters in Stockholm on Saturday. Obviously, they are all good level fighters. Yeah, and for yeah. me to be going in there to be teaching them, it's a bit... I do get a bit nervous sometimes, yeah, yeah. but I enjoy it as well. Um I love it. And obviously that's working with all these different fires. It always gives me different ideas running from my head as a coach. The same with the website and stuff like that. Um, I still do it when I'm fighting. Um, like I sparred with Jordan Watson tonight. He's one week out from a fight. I'm only just starting my fight camp, 
But mm. I thought, you know, fuck it, getting there, do seven rounds yeah, with him. Yeah. And to be honest, I got a bit of a pace in, I was expecting he it. He kicks but, hard as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And he's looking really good for this fight. Best I've ever seen him. But, um, yeah, I did seven round sparring with him tonight. I went running with him before that as well. Obviously, he's close to a fight. Yeah, yeah. He was flying. And he, in the last hill that we always run up, he started to pull away, but I was still trying to chase yeah. after him and catch him yeah. and not let him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, You've got yeah. to take yourself out of that comfort zone. Mm. After that run, I could have just thought, you know what, fuck that, I'm not sparring him. Yeah, I've trained yeah. three times. I've trained twice already. I can just yeah. go home. But yeah. I didn't. I stayed. I did the sparring. I took my beating because as I come up from a fight camp as well, obviously, I'll be sharpening up. The sparring will become more even. And for the beatings that you do take in the gym, it makes it less when you get in the ring. Mm. I think Chris Eubank used to say, like, for every fight he had, he used to take 40 beatings in sparring of all yeah. different fighters <laughs> and stuff like that. For every fight he'd, he'd had, he'd have been beat up by... He used to bring people in who he knew would get the better of him. Mm. And he'd take 40 beatings in the lead-up to his I fights. Think, yeah. uh, that's the way to do it. Like, you've got to know, aren't you? Like, there's going to be someone better than than you at something. And I, I guess it's yeah. even more specific for you guys. Like, you're going to have to fucking feel like a fucking a dickhead sometimes by getting yeah. you know, getting a pace and it's part of it and, yeah, yeah it's, and that's that's how you get it, that's mental you know toughness again yeah, that's yeah. your mindset that's mental toughness mm. I mean I think last week Jordan <laughs> beat someone up so bad inspiring I'm not going to mention no names it's for another A class fighter in our yeah. gym he's got out of the gym and went home <laughs> <laughs> I mean after well, round four when he was giving me my pace and I could have done the same but I yeah, didn't yeah. I stayed till round seven I'm only fighting three rounds I did yeah. four extra rounds yeah yeah do you know what I mean so again that's mental. so you get a bit of stick mm. for it now then or uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no names yeah. Yeah. bad cold gym is it yeah. <laughs> yeah, class class. I think that's awesome um, I, I, just one more thing um, I always do this I always think we're going to wrap mm. up but then I'm like fuck <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's it's so complex for like you mentioned like the drive and like the, the, the idea for that mental toughness to, to carry on with it like to, to cho choose that extra round or to, to do that extra last bit of ill is there any like moments in your life where you, where you can think of where you can look back like more, more or less connect the dots to think I'm glad that happened or I'm glad that that I lost to him or I'm glad that I trained in this manner because I wouldn't be where I was. Could, yeah. yeah, that kind, that yeah, kind that, of... That, that one we were on about in earlier, that one happened to me in Jamaica. Yeah. Like you I said, yeah, that, yeah, that, that changed the whole mindset and that brought in the work I've done with Vinny and stuff yeah, like that. And I, obviously I still use the stuff that we've done mentally to this day, do you know what I mean? So 100% yeah. that fight changed a lot for me. Um, mentally, how I train, how I, how the mind stuff, every that, that train, mm. it changed the game totally, I think, that one. And it's good also, like you say you lost it and there's this this weird setup, weird preparation stuff, but you've gone through it, you've you you've you know, you lost the fight, but you, around that you've still had the idea to go through it, and it and to and to get better from it. Some people they might have just oh, fuck this guy's battered me. Mm. Not even fought into what yeah, the yeah. prep we'll fight was. Him again, I'll avoid it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But again um, got, that's the, the mental thing about wanting to challenge myself and wanting to be the best. Yeah. So he beat me in that fashion. I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror, do you know what I mean? Mm. I I hated myself. Mm for thinking how, how did I let that happen and I wanted to put it right and um, thanks to the help with Vinny and the work I put in we did yeah brilliant the amount of people you work with right do you think sometimes that uh, me Liam Harrison I'm just different or do you think actually I've seen some people walk in like a lamb and walk out like a lion like as in you can train you can train certain elements of that like the stuff you do with Vinny do you think that like anyone has that ability to really I think that you have to be naturally tough yeah yeah um mm. Oh, technique and everything else can be taught but like you're either a fighter and you've got that nasty little edge to yeah you, yeah and you can take a shot and when you get a hard shot you come back with a hard shot yeah yeah or you're the guy who gets it on the chin and gets his leg wobbled a bit and then gets on his bike and 
either yeah. goes down or tries to move away. There's two type of people and it, you won't find that out about yourself unless you've been in there and took that shot yeah, and now yeah. you react to it. That is basically who you are. I don't think there's people out there who can quit in a fight and then come back and then say, right, I'm never going to quit again because once you've done it once, I see mm, you've done it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Good message, that. Yeah. Good message. Um, I reckon we just talked about your workshop and that. Is there any workshops towards the back end of the year that are going on that you want to give a shout out for if, if anyone wants to get involved and, mm. and, have, a, and have a dig? Um I think uh, me and Danny Mitchell are going to do a mixed one, a mixed seminar at um, his gym, Brain and Brown up in Morley, AVT gym. So Morley, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be on 8th of December. So he's going to be, he'll, Danny's... Maybe we should get down there. Yeah, I'll come yeah, with that. Danny's a bit of a ninja, so he's going to do an hour and a half grappling, jujitsu, and then I'll do an hour and a half stand-up stuff. Um, so I'm good friends with Danny and all guys from AVT and I work with a lot of his guys doing stand-up and that. And I used to, I worked with Danny when he used to still fight as well. Mm. He was a UFC veteran. Um so yeah, that'll be a good one. My yeah. boy, lad, mate, I'll be down with that. Yeah, yeah I'll eighth of December. I think we're going to do it. Awesome, awesome. And um, You're social media, expert, aren't you, Steve? I am karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 just a bit, just a bit. Um, social media, mate. Any, any like any shout out that you can give your, your t- Instagram handle? My Instagram's Liam Harrison Fighter. Liam um, Fighter. Yeah. yeah, get me on that. If anyone was interested in going to my website, that's liamharrisontraining.com. Yeah. Um, there's lots of different. There's beginners module, fighters modules, about over 150 videos on there that I've uploaded. Um, I've just uploaded my strength and conditioning program that I do for my fights as awesome. well. So Quality. yeah, if anyone's interested in any, anything at all, Liam Harrison Fighter on Insta, LiamHarrisonTraining.com, my, my website. Awesome. We'll retweet that all, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll, and you'd we'll have to let way. us know about the bar in uh, Tenerife as yeah, well. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come by Brain and Braun. And yeah. we'll come, by, <laughs> <laughs> come by Tenerife as yeah, well. Yeah. Class. No, that's brilliant, man. Quality chatting to you. Awesome. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Cheers, brother.